look what I dug out of the fucking archives. It's one oh, of the best. I was gonna say, like, I've never seen that oh, intro. Oh, oh, no, it's it's top tier intro. Oh baby, I, I got them all. They're gonna they're about to start going back into rotation. I uh, I made that decision today. No, I, I think it's a great idea. I, I have it la- I have it labeled as certified hood classic on the video clips. <laughs> <laughs> I know we need to use the Dropbox more. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I've got it. Like I said, I had to totally reset my computer the other day because I don't know Whoa. too much porn. I have no idea what happened, but it totally shit the bed on me. And I had to like Windows got corrupted and I had to like re redo it. So I had to re-log into everything. And I remembered my Dropbox stuff. So we're all set up. Oh, that's now. good. It's good to get. It's a good way to come into 2022. Shit. How are you boys? Right. How was your how was your New Year's? It was mine was relatively low key, so yeah, it was great. <laughs> fireworks, fireworks didn't scare the piggies. Nope, nothing scared the piggies. They're pretty, they're pretty chill with all that stuff. Anybody cool. who's curious, we cool. replaced Can Corey we... with Wayne Gasman. Thank you. That's what I, I legit... say. Like, let's announce who's on the show. <laughs> I, no, I legitimately <laughs> thought it was Corey with a fake beard. <laughs> Disguise. I also Disguise. Uh, don't mean to brag at all, but I actually had probably the coolest New Year's ever so i just uh, let me go ahead and set the groundwork for that one and the reason mm, why is i please. got to go see dave Chappelle live oh you fuck oh, i forgot cool. about that, that. Really you gotta go see dave Chappelle live oh jealous the goat climate yeah. pledge arena and he didn't like he didn't advertise <laughs> it he didn't do shit and there was camera crews everywhere i'm pretty sure he was filming a network a netflix special because who fucking opened for him was pat oswald Oh and my God. like, really? Holy shit, hmm. dude! I, what top ten? I can't. I can't even. Those describe are not. It. Those are not two comedians. I would think would be in the same state. He would be yeah. incorrect, one hundred percent. And it was just, dude. It was such an amazing night. And uh, I think that's yeah. part of the genius of Dave Chappelle, though. Is like everyone who's actually in the know understands that he's the the greatest of all time. Like well, no one really can argue. Of our, I, especially of our time, you know, yeah. and and on the coattails of all the controversy he's been on. Well, like, that's, when are you going to be able to, you know, I mean, that's, and legitimately. That's why I was surprised with Patton Oswalt because he's very, very historically on the LGBTQ well, uh, side of things. The thing too is that the guy that opened before him was like, he was talking about how he was like, I'm done. I'm done with this COVID shit. Like I've, I've had my shots. I've been vaccinated. I have it. Like I ain't taking no more boosters, no more shit. And then Pat Oswalt comes on. He's like, fill me full of your fucking science. And like, <laughs> and the thing was, is that they had really a super diverse lineup and it was, God damn it, dude. It it's almost like show. the jokes, the only thing that matter in comedy. At, who knew and Fuck so me, right? like you know where there's like certain people in this world that you're like you know what if I could just hear them say that in live like if you wish you could hear motherfucker come out of Samuel Jackson's mouth in person you could be oh, like okay amazing just it, bathe you in the golden up. sound waves exactly that was exactly the same way it was with Dave Chappelle in a hard R you're like I will never <laughs> I will never hear a better hard R in my entire life and I heard it on New Year's and I just dude it was such a great show man I oh, that's, that's really cool fuck everybody else's New Year's that shit was legendary I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not wrong. very 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 jealous of you yeah. <laughs> so anyways yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Can't really top that. Exactly. No one can. Yeah. If anybody in the, if anybody who's actually watching this right now can top that, then good luck. Put it in the comment section. I shared on my Facebook, <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have a couple people tuning in from that. So. <laughs> I was like, I finally made it. I'm finally on the ASAP podcast. All right. <laughs> Nobody tunes into this shit. Don't lie, don't lie to yourself. Oh, whatever. Hey, I just posted a cool video from uh, the fiance and I when we did a trip up to upstate New York to visit my uh, my VFX guy, Sean Joseph. Uh, so I it's uh, I've, it's been getting some uh, traction on that today. So I was like, ah, oh, this might uh, this might roll in well. Okay, <laughs> so. everybody, hold your breath. Corey's camera might actually work this time. Let's I see. <laughs> yeah, I fucking doubt. Oh look, it's Corey. is everything working? And we lost Carl when I brought him in. What the fuck? Can't have this many people. Obviously, podcast can't handle it. God damn it, Carl. <laughs> Yeah, let Corey in. Corey's shit isn't working. Carl, 2022, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I'm just saying, all my stuff's working. I even put extra mood lighting up. I saw that. Look at you putting in 110%. Our fucking host can't even show up on time. I even got a little edge light. I've got a little edge light over here, too. You're coming to the wrong mic, dum dum. What? 
You're coming through the wrong mic. I'm dumb. I mean, I even went and set up my Sennheiser 416 on a Listen, boom arm and everything up here. Dude, no, you, you Wayne, <laughs> you've never done anything wrong in your life, and I love you for this. <laughs> That's not that. true, but I, I try. <laughs> I try. Meanwhile, stuff up. Carl just got totally <laughs> fucking kicked from everything. Yes, now <laughs> Does that sound good? That's, yeah, that go. does. Wait, that that does sound good. Listen to you. Okay, good. My God. Thank you. Ooh. We were uh, we were just all being very, very, very fucking jealous of the fact that uh, Punk got to see Dave Chappelle live. Yes, mm-hmm. the goat man. That guy. Yeah, is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Just I. It was like a once in a lifetime opportunity, uh, and we got to we went to this Brazilian steakhouse beforehand, where like they just come out and just carve meat off of a stick onto your plate, and you're just like, Texas do you want Day this Brazil or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, they just come over and like have seventeen different types of meat, and like random people just like, do you want? Yes, yes, okay, and then they cut it off and they put it on your plate, and it's like. Is it Fugo de Chao? Is that the name of that? Fugo de Chao, and there, there's Fugo one in Kansas City. Yeah, that's okay. Fugo de Chao. It's, it's like yeah, it's basically yeah. a endless, endless meat smorgasbord. It's I amazing. Like you guys are coming you guys, at me. You're gonna spend a hundred bucks a person, but it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you just have a little. We, we, have a little we know where we have to go. When you're ready for more meat. <laughs> we went up, We know yeah. where we have to go eat for um, every event from now on. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was going to say anytime I have, I'm going to celebrate anything, I'm just going to the Brazilian steakhouse and yeah. eating myself into a meat. Just don't coma. even. Don't even take the meat off the sword. Just give it to me. Just yep. <laughs> put the whole. You can, you can just leave it here. It's fine. Yeah. That's good. I'm just, I'm just gonna eat that motherfucker off like a corn on the cob. There he is. <laughs> hey, God, boy. damn. Sorry, my my computer, my GPU literally just crashed. I'm. I was gonna say it looked like you were. We let Corey in and you left. It was. Yeah, Corey came in and just my not a, GPU but, said no. There's not enough room yes. for that much greatness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody had to go. <laughs> Some somebody had to go. Somebody. Oh my God, Corey! We've heard about pretty much everybody else's New Year's. I didn't do anything fun. I slept. But what'd you do? What I did I do? I uh, I went next door. Uh, it is a pretty bitch next door, though. Yeah, no, we actually had a really good party next door. Uh, it was it was a good time. Everybody had a good time. But man, I tell you what, I've switched careers, and I'm no longer working nights, and it is hard to stay up past nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, 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 I'm uh, I'm officially like an old man now. Oh, so in about oh twenty minutes here, you're gonna turn into a pumpkin. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh no, that happened twenty minutes ago. No, that's why he was late. <laughs> look at look at his look at his eyes. Look at his sleepy little eyes. First off, shit. I always I have. A- I always come prepared with bags under my eyes, so I always yeah. look tired. <laughs> but uh, no, I it, it, it's true, man. Working, uh, I've never been a morning person. I've never had a morning time job, and this is my first time doing it. And it, you definitely get tired when you wake up earlier. Yeah. As a detective, when do you have to be in now? I like to go in at six. Six so, a.m. Yeah, I get up around. Supposed to be there is the question. <laughs> so I get up. <laughs> I get up around five. I get ready. I go to work at six. I leave at one because we are authorized to work out at work, and I work out until like two thirty, three o'clock, and then I go home. So it's a sweet gig. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like your life sucks. I know, dude. It's <laughs> terrible, and I get like all the comp time I want, so I can just build up free vacation days. It's awful. Fuck. There's dude. no industrial Listen, I gotta, shelving trying I, to guillotine. I've been off. Work. I've been off for the last five days, and I used zero vacation. Oh fuck, dude! You're yeah. Fuck your oh, life, God. And you were giving yeah. me shit about this this deal in Florida. Have you decided about that? By the way, what um, does your schedule look like? The schedule is not great. The schedule is not great for it. I do want to go, so I'm going to try and finagle it. But uh, there's some family stuff going on, and. Uh, I got to make sure that's taken care of first. That's a so, real yeah. dirty F word. <laughs> no, it is the effiest word, but <laughs> yeah, no, if I can, if I can get that taken care of, then yes. Um, if not, then no, but I do absolutely want to go. It looks like an amazing time. And I know, I, you know, having been instructed by Jessen before, like I already know, like even if he was the only person I knew that was going, I would still go, but they, they look Florida. So Jessen is part of this thing called it's like protector summit or something like that. Yeah. Um, essentially it's a three day course that includes tax shooting, oh, okay. uh, combatives, mixed martial arts, powerlifting, 
Like it's just a whole shebang of it's just stuff. A, it sounds to, like a testosterone camp. It's yes. it's a it's a breathing Viagra pill. Yeah, yes. dude. Like you live in it. it it's I've, also, I, but it's also got like a spiritual element to it. So it's uh it's a it's a real interesting concept. I've never been a part of any of those types of programs, but I think it would be fun to go into like one of the most extreme ones. And just do everything at once. Just dive in. Like that seems like what this is. So this this seems like a weird cross between like a self help seminar and learn how to do all the cool shit you want to do seminar. Like for me, this is this will be like hopefully I pick up some new shit, try to see how much I can knock the rust off of some things, um, and then other, mainly it's just to hang out with Jessen because like I really want to like this year I really want to like spend some time learning like tack med shit and shooting more and get back into like presenting it soon fucking boxing and stuff. Um, and I've actually like got the schedule where I can do that now. So this seems like a, like a good kickoff point for it. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's definitely something I'm interested in doing. So if I can go lift heavy stuff and shoot stuff, I'm, I'm always game is it's like world-class talent too. It's like the shooting courses are taught by like a couple seals. Um, there's a power, there's like a world champion power lifter who like is, teaches people like f- proper form and some other shit. Uh, there's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world champion, a Muay Thai world champion. Yeah. Um, I went, like I went real, through the list of tags on the Instagram post and I mean, it's, it's from kind of, I mean, intro level guys that you can tell they're just getting into like social media and their career path and stuff to guys with like half a million followers that, mm-hmm. that are, like he said, cool. world champions or like the full spectrum warrior guy. Um, a couple other, uh, kick cope. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. Which I've heard his name a few times. I, um, yeah. yeah so, I mean, there's um, a lot of talent that's going to be there. And anytime you get to be around that stuff, it's, uh, it's always, it's interesting. So. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and make it out there with you. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. It's the first weekend of February. So I'm going to look at getting tickets soon. Um, Yeah. Okay. I want to ask about Wayne though. Yes. We do need to talk about who's Wayne. Who's Wayne. Oh, there's Wayne. Yeah. Let's talk about who's Wayne. Yeah. Wayne. Wayne. I wanted the pigs. Yeah. Put put the under desk cam on. (laughs) Put the under desk cam. Our dance isn't in here right now. Ah. (laughs) He's busy busy now. So Wayne, what do you, what do you do? What, how do people know what you do? Like who is Wayne? Uh, Wayne is a, <laughs> I'm a video production, uh, I guess an owner CEO in, in Kansas city. So I run Gaspin media. Uh, my production okay. company started about five years ago. Um, I come from about seven years of doing news, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma is where I started. That's where I was born and raised kind of worked. I ended up eventually after getting out of school, having a, jump around jobs for a while, landed in news a couple of years and then came up to Kansas city for, uh, at, for a pay raise and then kind of got tired of chasing cop cars and decided to start my own business. So, and, uh, it's taken off from there. So That's I, cool. I, yeah, I will, I remember, like, I always think the most interesting thing about working for yourself is, um, I worked so hard when I worked at the news station for uh, a simple a seven S mark one camera, a 24 to 70 lens and a drone. I worked, scrimping and scraping just anything to get those three things together. So I had a little kit and a small junk tripod that now Corey owns. Um, <laughs> and, uh, wait, and, wait, wait, wait to clarify when he says junk tripod, this is, uh, something I personally cannot afford. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> I scraped everything together to get those. And then once I had my company and I started off, like I doubled my gear the next year in one year. Wow. And then I doubled it again the year after. And so it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is amazing that you get to see where the money comes in and then where it goes to, to you reallocate your resources. Yeah, to, to break this down, he has what I like to call the money van, mm-hmm. which is just <laughs> like, when Half he said dollars for the shit on wheels. Yeah. When he's he could have just stopped saying I am a video production. He doesn't have to say CEO or anything. He is just literally a video production. <laughs> dude, the dude is incredible. Um, if you've ever seen the inside of his van, it uh, I don't. It's absolutely. Is it, my, is it like my dream? Is it like my dream? Because like obviously, uh, Wayne, like my my. If you have to ask, you man. already you, know. Yeah, Carl, I'm not creative or smart enough to know everything like, I would need to make a video to say that's my dream because it's more. Uh, the, it's just if you if you were to think of everything you needed to make a video production and put it into a van, that's what Wayne has. Like he literally showed up to Broken Home and we made the hitters in six hours with just his van. 
Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's it's sound, video, lighting. He can tell you more, but it's, it's some it's, shit. You would see some hottie dickhead on YouTube be like, well, "This is my fetish." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wayne's just Wayne's just in the background petting his pig with his foot. Like I don't give a fuck. That's just oh, my yeah. band, man. Uh, I con- again coming from a news background, I liked doing everything. So I was like, mm-hmm. when I kind of started my own business, I was like, "Well, I don't want to just pigeonhole myself into just shooting." Because I've been do- technically shooting video since I was fourteen, and I'm thirty five now. So I've been doing it for over twenty years. Damn. I'm just shooting video, and not a lot of people can say that. I got a lot of the bullshit learning stuff out of the way right when I was young with my two younger brothers. A lot of the hard um, lessons out. <laughs> Yes. And so when I started my company, I kind of like, instead of just, you know, accumulating money, I like, I actually like putting stuff back into gear tools that I can use to then make, again, make more money. And so it's funny. Again, I started out with just a RAV4 and I like had C stands that I would take the, they're called turtle base where you take the base off. So you just shove the rod part and the legs in there. So it all fits and you cram everything into a RAV4. And now I'm in a mid-size, mid-length three, Ford, uh, Ford Transit 350. And this is like, I like sometimes just stand in the van. I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember how I got here. I'm just like five well, years. Well, as somebody who's <laughs> seven years younger than you, I hope I'm at the same point in five or like five to seven years. Yeah. Like, well, we got a good question that, path. yeah, there's a good question here that has to do with getting started and that stuff. Uh, Brandon Wilbanks is asking Wayne, what was your first step to getting gigs as a private business? So, a lot of it comes down to being open and being and being open to being diverse. So I, again, I would say news helped me uh, because I kind of learned my city for four years. We learned the back streets. We, we meet all kinds of individuals. I met the, one of the ladies that uh, she's very involved in like bringing films to Kansas city and whatnot very early on in the news industry. I, she was one of the first people that I interviewed. Um, So I meet all these different people all over the place. And then when I kind of spin off where I'm already kind of on a first name basis with some of these people that we interview over and over again. So I could kind of, I could kind of branch myself out that way, but really what it, what a huge part of when I started was uh, my colleagues, they actually went before me. And so I had two colleagues specifically uh, Lucas Cohen and Mitch Weber. They jumped out ahead of me and they started their companies about a year before me. And they just kept telling me they, for a full year, I just kept hearing when you going to quit. Come on jump like like, wow, that like my friends yeah. yeah they're like just jump and so it it i basically i just free falled i'm like all right cool let's let's see what this goes and uh they kind of fed me stuff here and there i kept my uh i would say the probably most important thing starting is keeping your overhead very very low i never was like oh i gotta have an office oh i gotta have this oh i gotta have oh, that absolutely. i mean i mean i basically kept it bare minimum you know i was working out of the house i had a I was editing from a laptop because some company that I worked for, they were kind of, they kind of shoehorned me into getting a really powerful laptop. That's a whole nother story. Um, so I kind of was working my whole business off a laptop for the first couple of years. And yeah, and then again, just slow increases and just when money came in, I just put, I just went back out. It went right back into tools and gear and growing my business. Cause that's, I, I really enjoy what I do. Like, and hands down, like even my, Beyonce, she even kind of always comments on she goes, I've never met somebody that actually like loves what they do. And I'm yeah, actually yeah. And I, that's, I love what I do. And that is that's true. Cool. That's true of every business. Every business. Like uh t-shirts. I was working out of a two-car garage with a manual yeah. press for five years. Um like I work you said, out of my bathroom. Yeah. And I, but I mean, that's where you start. I mean, that that that's where you start. And as long as your concept's good and you have good uh, business sense, man, you're gonna you're gonna grow and you're gonna acquire the things you need as you need them. That's kind of like Wayne said, he doubled his equipment because he needed it. Well, so like, here's here's like a more specific kind of kick on that is as far as like advertising yourself and going out and cause I think that's kind of what he was cause he's the first step of getting gigs. Like you set up your private business, you've got at least a little bit established. Like what is it you did specifically to transition that into like getting your first job? Like, was that a friends and family thing? Were you leveraging connections that can you I made in the media world beforehand? Like, can I take a guess? Like, I, I think a lot of it is where, where a lot of people have told me where it's like, you just have to take the fucking jump. And I, I think Corey and Eric and, and, and like can agree with me all this. Like, right. But I, I, I think, I think what he's trying to say is like, how did, how did you find those gigs? Those first paying gigs? I, I know how I got mine and I guarantee you it's probably different than yours, but how, what, like, what was your first ones that you can remember Wayne? Uh, let's see. So like the first couple of gigs, you know, what's funny. It's just recommendations. I've never had to advertise myself. I've word never had to advertise. Yeah. It's always yeah. word of mouth. You do a, like, that's the, 
is this, and I tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter if I'm getting paid three hundred or thirty thousand dollars for a job. You're going to get the quality that I the, that I like, produce. and the, the, what I, I don't produce garbage. That's like, and that's always been kind of my rule. Wait, um, I was supposed to be paying you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Corey. laughs> um, So I, I show up to stuff, I kick ass, and then that person in turn will turn around and almost tell me three, four more of the jobs. Um, yeah. I even do free stuff, like a lot of the stuff I do in town. It's like a. Uh, up up and coming like young guys that are like still getting kind of just coming to the industry. They're fresh out of school, which it's funny. Like they're so far ahead of where I was even in school. Like it's insane. And, uh, I'll come out, help them out with my professional stuff. And then they in turn be like, Oh dude, Wayne did this like awesome thing for me. And so like, they'll push my name out to like, and then just random names will find mm-hmm. me. And, uh, and I'm always, I always ask that too. I'm like, so how did you get my name? And it's, and it's funny, like a lot of times I don't even know who the person was that recommended me. Like it was like, it was, it was this one person through another, through another pushed them to me. And then I got the paying gig for it. And then you so establish a re- reputation of being very good at your job and being very, and always it being looking awesome or working well and mm-hmm. low, just low headache for them. People will bring you back every time. Yeah. Well, reputation. Self-promotion. You, you always like, you always did it through your work. Like yeah. when you first started, I mean, realistically, when probably a lot of this stuff like Instagram and Facebook were probably very small, they so, were like, very probably, small. So like there probably wasn't like an established basis to like promote yourself. Like there is now today. Not really. I, yeah. I had, I had certain individuals, uh, Scott Jolly. He's a local guy here in town. been doing stuff here for like 15 years. And he kind of, I put a fo- post out on Facebook when I started, I'm like, Hey, I'm starting this. I don't know where this is going to go. And I met him one time at a gear meetup that he had in town for other freelancers. And he's like, well, let's go get lunch. I'll buy you lunch. Let's talk about what you can offer. And so he was already, yeah. he was already in with Hallmark, uh, John Deere, all those wow. big, bigger companies. And so I kind of like got worked in with his thing very early on for a couple of years. So I also think cool. a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of these people need to get these projects made. And sometimes they just need whoever can do the job. And yes, half the time they're competent and half the time they're bags of shit. And mm-hmm. like, if you're competent enough and people talk, say your name enough, you, you pretty much will never have to look for work ever again, no. unless you can squeeze in your <laughs> own project. And, yes. and Wayne and I can probably both agree on this. Like, it's all about efficiency. Like, it, it like it, a lot of, a lot of it comes down to like, how quickly can you produce something? Whatever, whatever, what are their, like Wayne said, if it's a, $3,000 job or $30,000 job or even $300 job. Like it's all about like quality and efficiency. Like I, I've learned that through the years. Like I, I know I get burned where if I take too long on a certain project and like, I know I won't get the reputation from that because yeah, I took too long on turns. it. That's yeah. something. Yeah. And that's something I'm working on is like trying to get my turnaround time, not to be such a lazy piece of shit and just be like, get it out the door. My only addition. Yeah. I was like, my only addition to that is the most important thing you can ever learn to sell is yourself. Oh yeah. That's it. And when you talk about references, cause this is, it's really funny. Cause this is like one of the few times that in a professional capacity, my world kind of dips into y'all's cause I do sales. This is what I do for a living. Um, marketing yourself and understanding how to sell yourself a lot less come a lot of the time. It just comes down to looking professional, acting professional and understanding what you're saying and not like, not needing to not fake sincerity is a huge thing. Yeah, don't bullshit people. It's, that's not yeah. the way to get. That's it's not the that way to get ahead of stuff. I have legitimately got jobs because I had a seat, or I had the guy that was doing the hiring process. He's like, uh, for the bid, doing the bids. He's like, you're the only guy that didn't blow smoke up our ass. Mm-hmm. He goes, you were very honest. Wow. You came into the meeting just very humble. You're like, this is what we can do. And then we we shot stuff at you, and you're like, and you're like, oh hell no, we can't do that. Not in that budget. You're very straightforward. You weren't trying to kiss our ass. It goes, that's why we picked you. It's quality over quantity, man. It's, I mean, bid, bid yourself into a position like where you're going to get what you're worth. Don't, mm-hmm. don't underbid yourself. It's not worth it. Um, I've had people, I've lost customers because, uh, you know, I was, I might've been more expensive, but they've always come back because the quality it's happened almost mm-hmm. every single time. Somebody has been like, Oh, we're going with so-and-so this time. Oh, okay, cool. And then I next have time they order, like that. Oh, they come back. It's like, Oh man, that extra dollar would have made a big difference. Cause look, your prints are cracking. That's and there's, you know? there's a lot to be said for not like burning bridges and not shitting on that competition because that's, that will never make you look good. Yeah, Talking no, shit about another no. uh, better competitor will never make you look good. It never let helps. them figure it out the hard way. Just uh, okay, cool. Good luck. 
Exactly. We, the, we, had a, we had a situation like that here because I'd already been well known in the community. It's probably about three, probably three years in already. And I'm not going to name names, but uh, I had it's an absolute it was three days of onset. It was a freebie. I was doing it as a favor. I was treated like absolute trash on set. Nobody was paying attention to stuff. I would speak. Nobody would listen. I was running audio for the show for the shoot, too. And I was so mad at that set. And I bitched about it. And people went at, went after the person that had brought me on. They're like, what the hell did you do to Wayne? <laughs> he goes, he doesn't get mad at anything. And he's pissed. Like, what did you no. do? I was well, like, you never, you never know when that can transition into something you can yeah. leverage. Like, I always tell people this, like, like I've, I've got customers that I don't like, or I've got, you know, people I run into in my job that I don't like, you, you know, the old adage of keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Like yeah. there's a, you know, some people, sometimes you just want to blow up and burn that bridge. It's like, fuck that guy. Fuck this dude. Never want to be around him again. But there's nine times out of 10, there's a way to leverage that dickhead into getting something that you want later on down the road. Cause everyone mm-hmm. has connections. Everybody is tuned in with somebody friends. else. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is you keep, you know, just keep in touch. Like, yeah, yeah, just understand who they are and what they are. Don't trust them with anything, but there's no reason to like completely chop that professional um, line off just yet. Cause you never know what it turns into. Yeah. There, I mean, and it's just like, even I, I mean, I'm a person too. I'm very vocal about that stuff. And that set that was really bad. I even brought it up. I'm like, listen, dude, like this, this sucked. I've never been on a paid set that was this stressful and this terrible, like much less a freebie set that I was mistreated on. And he gave me this automated corporate response. And I'm like, bro, I came out on a set for free. Do not give me a corporate response. That was like, he's like, Oh, well, if you have a problem with the set, I would like you to like list it all in this email. I'm like, oh, no, excuse me. Oh. I came out for free. Like, yeah. it's like, this is not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that was here. a bad, that was a, yeah, that was, it was not a good situation, but I mean, it's one of those things years have gone by. I've done multiple projects with them still. It's fine, but it's just, it's yeah, that kind of stuff like that. Like I was very careful after that being like, how, okay. Like how many of these freebie projects are these people just taking advantage of the fact that, you know, I have a kit and I'm good at what I do and they don't have to think about it. How you long know? can you keep shitting on the siege project until Corey picks up on the fact that we're shitting on the siege project? <laughs> <laughs> it's not siege, Jesse. It's not, we, did not, we did not run audio on siege, so I know he's not talking about siege. <laughs> I, 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 the siege project. We are waiting on VFX from you, Corey. Still, um, but that is wait. Still, that, I listen. I get them in dumps, and then I do them, and then I send them back. Sometimes. Hey man. Not, I was like, I was hoping all the, the uh, like the VFX stuff would have got fixed before hitters came out. Just do we, saying. Do we, well, we want to do we want to show what Corey was actually working on the entire time? <laughs> no, listen, I worked on hitters for a day and a half. Actually, uh-huh. I, did, I did it twice because I had 10 hours into the VFX and sound and then my computer totally just made it disappear. No clue what happened. <laughs> yeah. and listen, the, uh-huh. the premiere project file gone. The VFX files gone. Everything gone. Just disappeared. I have no clue what happened. I think what happened okay. and maybe you can speak to this because I'm new to premiere is if you import a file with the same file name, it'll just destroy everything. Like that I had, sounds I had, like a 2022 premiere issue. Yeah, that like I, yeah. issue. yes. So everything disappeared, and um, so I I got up the next morning wanting to put a bullet in my head and redid the entire thing in a day and put it out. To so, be fair, I did have Siege almost fully color graded, and then uh, uh, whenever Adobe 2022 came out, all my color grades went away. I'm like, yeah, what? No, but, <laughs> you jerk! <laughs> so I'm having to go back yeah. and redo my color so, grades. So anyway, if you want to know what I was working on, it was another film that just a fun, listen, it was a fun experimental shoot that it wasn't anything to be taken super seriously. Wayne showed up with all his gear. Like he always does. We had no script, no shot list. We were making it up as we went along. I just had an idea in my head and I just wanted to do something for practice where I could take it, do the VFX sound and everything. Um, all on my own. Are we going to, are we going to watch it? Oh, imagine that I can make shit work on here now. I made Jennifer Lynn be an audio op. It was really funny. Yeah. And then I took it over and listened. The most jacked up audio one. I know for a fact I was holding the boom on it. <laughs> I totally biffed it. I biffed yeah. the audio. I think I forgot to record too. So all we had was like the boom audio. Oh. So if anybody wants to know what like five assholes at camera and a little bit of free time can do, because we shot this like before gameplay at uh, Broken Home. What was this? Mm-hmm. Or not before gameplay, yeah. Friday. This, this is, is at Wind Out, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah Broken 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 Broken. Well, let's do, uh, since there's no sound, let's do commentary over it. They're not hearing sound, are they? Yeah, they are. Are they sure? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. 
Okay, well, hopefully they can hear us. But it's low, so we can still talk. So this is the first night. We just randomly walked out uh, to the bridge downtown Oklahoma City. This shot is cool. It really is cool with all the traffic and stuff going underneath. Mendoza's um, so menacing, even though like he's like the nicest man on human. Dude, he, like, <laughs> man, he turns it on. He looks like he just walked away from murdering somebody. I know. But he's, um, like, a, he's like a Mexican Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, everybody essentially came to my house that night, and then David Lee ran the camera for this. We shot this in about two hours. Yeah, and I was coming off of a long trek, and he—I was supposed to go down there. But I was like, "Man, I don't want to add five more hours to my travel." Time. Man, what you do not realize about audio is how horrible it is until you master it. And like, you have to go in, you have to clean up every time somebody talks because there's background stuff because we're shooting in a park. Well, then once you clean it up, all that noise disappears. So you have to make all that noise disappear, and then bring in ambient sound, which I had to go and purchase. Uh, like the cell phone wow. vibrating that's fake the the people laughing and playing in the playground or whatever the motorcycle noises driving in the background that's all fake foley is a real thing like it's and it's cool but, it, but it's cool do. though when you see it come together so i mean it, I I, it, like i said way. i wanted to learn that's what this whole thing was was practice for for me i was impressed like the way the, all the audio i was like i was like oh cordia good job for his first one that was pretty yeah. pretty dope but i mean the music obviously is just purchased it doesn't i had to make it work as good as i could so but uh yeah i did the, the color grading yeah, there it goes. Yeah, there it is. Somebody, we still got to teach Mendoza how to smoke a cigar. Love God. Yeah, he was straight. He's riding the struggle bus on that. But this is uh, this is where Wayne picks up. This is all shot by Wayne. This is at uh, the D Day Adventure Park. American Milsim let us uh, go out there and and shoot the day before the game. It's a sweet patch. That is a sweet patch. Whose patch is that? I don't know. I'm trying to sneak that into every production I ever work on from here on out. <laughs> Do it. So good. I do have people that make that mention the patches all the time and all the films that I'm in. They're like, why do all your guys is like, where are these funny patches? Like, it's kind of like a low key joke thing. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Look, look, look at that sniper rifle effect. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that fucking Land Cruiser though? Oh my God. Well, it makes it work too. It just looks like it's like some kind of cool terrorist unit. It Hold looks on. almost uniform. That is- that is my favorite thing about this entire short is how she just gets fucking beefed with a large caliber <laughs> round. Like this was whenever we were doing this scene, Matt, I could okay, not I'll... stop laughing because it's just the thought of like she the, is out of all the people he shoots directly with the fucking rifle. <laughs> the chick. chick that gets at the 110 pound fucking. I'm an. I listen, I this, that's, that's Naomi. <laughs> yeah. Naomi is such a badass though. I love yeah. working with she her. Did that, she did that. She did that hard probably two or three times. And it was just, it was awesome. Yeah, Ronan's stunt company was great. Cause like what you don't see is like the way they did this was really cool. Um, the first few things really, I did with them and I was like, you guys are something very special. See if you can back it up to where she first gets out of the truck. That's gotta be a Simon AK. Go, go forward it to when she first gets out of the truck. The tag yeah. might still actually be on the gun. It's just like, okay. a, it's just like a cut right there. Right. It is. But she has a rope attached to her that i had to go in and paint out so if you can see where there's kind of like a weird sharp shadowy line i had to go and paint out that rope for like six or seven frames that is the hardest thing i've ever done right there oh yeah Yeah, so yeah yeah, right behind her elbow it's definitely my my vfx buddies uh sean joseph or my youngest brother jeremy gassman like they'll tell you about rotoscoping is the like the most ridiculous thing like they they said just crank up the music and just you're sitting there just painting like every like frame i'm literally feathering around her elbow like you can see Mm -hmm. it's slightly discolored Mm -hmm. i mean you can't see it when it's running at at full speed but dude it's like it's so weird those are the things you're proud of that nobody will ever know (laughs) i was so proud of myself for figuring it out because you know wayne caught it and we shot the clean plate which means she's not in there. So we have something to clean it up and put behind it. It mm-hmm. was just, it's cool. All right. You can, you can continue enough nerd stuff. I see it now. Yeah, you could see it, but oh, you would never God. see it. Full speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she gets beef. And these are GBLS guns that we were lent by uh, David Lee and yeah, uh, Tony Patton. I saw this part and I thought it was very good. Like, I was like, okay, that's something. Ben's. Yeah. The only thing I wish you would have left is his scream. <laughs> so I, I tried. Like, oh, and no. I, couldn't, I couldn't get it to clean up and work. Yeah. I figured that's what it was. Ben is also very talented. I left the crash pad. Look, I left the crash pad. I saw it. Because <laughs> I was, right. was going to try and do it wide angle, and I just decided not to. Yeah, there's no good way to do it. What I love here is like you cut out like the whole part in the 
storyline where we didn't know she was supposed to be in the truck. So I make this goofy ass fucking expression. Yeah, I cut it. I tried to cut around it as much as I could because it just didn't make sense. Again, we're I look, I look like she just ripped ass on me whenever I pulled the cover up. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I yank that cover back and it's like, oh, boobies. <laughs> Gross. Ew, it's a girl. Yeah. And, and what's cool, what's cool this whole time is she she has this just this short little part, but she was holding the audio bag the whole time, helping with audio. Yep. I wish you'd have gotten more of you yanking up because the first take you did, that thing skid like a good three feet. It was great. Yeah. Well, so it did skid, but I cut a lot of that out because I, I had some goofy line like we were being chased and we never did oh, that yeah. scene. Wait, so I got off. rid of it. Miguel dies twice. We that was a, I, I get, <laughs> we Miguel Miguel dies probably in the worst ways because he's the one I do the fuck you shot on when I'm walking yeah. past. <laughs> Just the dead chick. Oh man. So yeah, look at that. The Corey it's spit a, take it's, is it's the Corey best. Haynes. I know that guy. Oh, how, so wait, wait, I give myself so many credits. Wait, it keeps going. Oh, I know. Ooh, I kept watching. Them. <laughs> look at all these credits. I wasn't a stuntman, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I like how to do visual effects. I like how the top it changes. <laughs> it just changes the top. Just changes. <laughs> I like. I like. <laughs> Doza. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. Uh, listen, it was. It was such a fun project, and I was kind of like, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this because we we shot it, and I tried to link up with Wayne to get the files, and I, I wasn't able to, so I had to wait for him to upload the files, which was like a day or two, and then I got them, and and then he had he had sent the audio, and I was like. I don't know anything about audio. Like, what am I going to do? Like, awesome. It's synced up. I don't know how to clean it up, but you know, I, I mean, you just kind of like he said, man, he, he wanted to learn everything and that's why he's, you know, he's, he's good at what he does and that's why he makes money. He can get hired to go and be a first AC. He can be hired to go and do audio and stuff. And that's kind of, I don't want to do those things, but I want to know how they work so I can have those conversations with the people I'm working with on set. I think that's important. And that's exactly how I, that's how I've lived my entire professional career is like, I think it's, I've worked with so many like news directors and people that had never worked on the lower tiers and they only know what the upper echelon is like. And so they, they only know the high income parts and how to point the finger, but they don't actually know how to lead. So that's why I was like, all when my whole career is like, I've always been about learning how to do the low, the low end stuff. So that way I know what to expect out of my people whenever I do bring them on. Yeah. Like, Cause it's like, if I don't know what to expect, I don't know what good or bad is. Like, as long as I know how to do it, I'm like, I would, it's one of those things too. I never ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it, it's knowing, knowing all the, all the roles, um, especially for trying to delegate. I think that's super important. Um, at least, at least dabbling and getting your feet wet in it. You don't have to go do it professionally for five years to know how to tell somebody to do it. Um, I mean, they're going to understand, even if you're totally wrong, they're going to understand what you meant and they're going to go and make it happen. Some more to the permission. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like on, uh, on tennis swords, I think on the last day, man, I was, I was running lights for Wayne all day. Like don't, don't complain about it. Just do it. Learn how the things work, learn how to set them up, learn how to adjust the power on them. Just all those, all those little things, man. Because then on the next set, I can, I can tell Wayne like, Hey, I think we should throw this light over here, run it at like 30%. Let's go, you know? And, and, I'll ne- and I never turned down another idea. It's like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't ever claim to know everything. So I'm always like, someone's like, Hey, I think blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Awesome. Sounds yeah. great. Let's try it. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're asking you to shovel shit. Like you're learning something. It's a usable trade. So just right. try to. You know, I'm assuming if you're if you're willing to take in and put in the long hours to do the job, and the least, the very least you could do is at least keep an open mind and learn what you're doing. Well, exactly. yeah. it's more yeah. it's more minds than one, right? Like yeah, adapting in that scenario. Yeah. Well, and I mean um, like, I mean it's like. Uh, Act like acting on SCP Overlord, freaking awesome, freaking cool. But the I whole do time, man, like, I'm just paying attention to what's going on behind the scenes. Guys. And to me, that is far more interesting. And I was like, dude, I could totally do this. Like, I want to try and do this. And then I talked to Wayne, and Wayne's like, well, you're kind of an idiot, but if you want to do it right, I'll come <laughs> in and I'll, I'll make <laughs> you look good, man. Slowly. Yeah, I, uh, I can I bring quite books, I just said, and everything. I, I just said, if you want it done right, to call me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's nice to know like how shit because we're we're probably gonna run into a lot of this because. Uh, uh, Corey is going to be cadre for Milsom West NATO at Salsk. So I am currently learning how to run all of his comms because I know he's not going to fucking bother. No, to- I will not. I, I'm going to think about it right now and forget about it right after we're done with the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm a moron. <laughs> so 
anybody that this is this is kind of transitioning to a little bit of the airsofty shit because Wayne plays airsoft too, which is fucking he's that's where we met. Ridiculous little fucking hobby. Um, but Corey and I are both going to be at Milson Wesk, uh, the Oklahoma game at Battle Ranch. Salsk is it Salsk or is it Salsk? I always just call it Salsk. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so I've been going through the tax op, I've been ordering shit like a madman. I think I've spent like twelve hundred dollars putting my ruck together. Um, you don't have to spend that much money. You can do it with like bargain bin bullshit and have a perfectly wonderful time. I'm just a bougie bitch and I wanted nice things. Uh, plus this is all stuff that I'm like going to use in my regular, like outdoorsy ish life that I fantasize having that I don't actually do. So a lot of it's just going to sit in the closet and collect dust. Don't you shake your head at me, punk, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a part of that is like learning how to do um, the comms matrix and kind of figure out how this stuff works. Cause I, I really have no idea what to expect. Cause with Corey being in cadre, I'm assuming I'm just going to get thrown into a random squad. Um, Josh hasn't reached out or like asked me anything about, doing anything else other than that. I don't know how I'm getting assigned to things. And most of the homies, like the guys that I know that go to Milson West are all on militia. Derek's on militia. Ian's on militia. All those dudes are doing. If I was going, I'd be on militia too. Yeah. Like everybody's going to militia. So like, I'm going to be the one I'm I'm probably going to get rolled in with a bunch of random dudes and just (laughs) make horrible comments. The entire fucking. Yeah. I, I honestly have no clue what to expect. So I'm interested. Hopefully it's a good experience. No matter what, you guys are going to have a good time. It's a Milsim West game and it's, it's chaotic as shit, but they, I mean, obviously they run a good, a good crew. So yeah, because at fucking Caspian, they had 800 people. That's insane. insane. 800 people. (laughs) That's That's a lot of people. Fucking. And the footage from that, like God, dude, credit to David Lee because holy shit. I saw the video. I'm like, Damn, that looks pretty good. Now, granted, I've told him many times, don't take that FX6 into combat, but he does it anyways. And the shots, the shots yeah. look great. He it fell off fantastic. a roof at Copperhead with it, so you know. Yeah, he did fall off the roof at Copperhead. It's been ding, and, and it's, it's been, been hit by a motorcycle or a yeah. What was it? It was at a yeah, motorcycle. It, it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just not. like we put it in the one place. We swore to God, nothing would happen. Uh, it comes so motorcycle, jumps, just like hits it, rams the wall, and then right into the camera. It's like it's oh, how ridiculously cinematic everything was. David there, <laughs> like because there was the, there's there's just a random cell phone footage video of like the Russian t- team, like a platoon jogging through the streets with that like the street lamps are on, and it's bucket ass pouring down rain and they're all like chanting shit in Russian and it's like I was like holy fuck dude this looks awesome I think it'll be fun yeah. to play with a bunch of people that are really into it I really yeah. think it, it, it yeah. it'll and be, I think that's what fun. makes Milson West is the people and like the they're um, like Absolutely. the diehards they're it, push, why, no, well, it, it pushes you to want to be that extra it really it does. does when everyone around you is like even when i was like the one that i've been to where they they'll teach you the russian words like if you hear this it means this if you hear these words it means this and if you hear them echo them so that way your entire crew you know no yeah um it's it's a it's a you know granted i was not one of the ones that didn't have a lot of the buildings and stuff like that also looks like a lot of fun i'll you know the insurgency events look amazing but you i can already tell you guys are going to have an experience so is this game in oklahoma an insurgency event or battle ranch it's not insurgency it's i think it's it's around uh, yeah it's around i think it's an ardmore which is like an hour and a half from my house so really no excuses to not show up yeah so i'm like and i've been going through like all the shit because i i like knew kind of about what was required i didn't realize how much shit was actually required oh yeah (laughs) fuck dude yeah i gotta start looking at that list so yeah well me and cole were pre-show we're talking about also southern front of like that Mm -hmm. being a thing and like i actually want to come down for that and that's mid february so yes the 19th 19th the 20th bring the chicks down here yep i'll come Come, come down here do Mm -hmm. it yeah it'll be fun we're That'll be a good time because we got who else who else coming with us to that right now, Corey? Because it's I think right now, honestly, right now, I think it's just you and me. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Maybe um, Miguel's talked about it a little bit, but right now I think it's just and maybe Chavez. I think that's Chavez. I love Chavez. He's one of your one of your SCP alum buddies. I have I've legitimately not shot an airsoft gun in almost two years now. So I'm in. 
I went to the D14 swap meet on Saturday. I played one game, got my shit fried. <laughs> Died three times in a row. Didn't get a single, I don't even think I got a single shot off. I just got hosed. Um, because there was just like because it was a swap meet, so there were like 300 people there. And it's just like you couldn't walk without getting shot in that game. Yeah. It was cool. Like, but that's it's a great field. It was just way too crowded for me at that point. I went out, I was like, cool. Like I got some movement in. I got to run my new belt around. I don't even give a shit that I didn't shoot anybody. It just felt good to get out. Um, and I found the chest rig that I needed for Salsk at the swap meet. So hmm. everything's good to go. But I definitely am trying to get out to, uh, I think I'm going to go out to 878 this weekend or next, depending on how butt frigid cold it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about playing cold games. Again, I haven't done a ton of airsoft just the last couple of years. It's like a broken home, the last one. I was like, my brothers and I grew up on that. So I was like, we have to do this. Like we only missed the one that was like during 2020, whenever they switched it to October, mm-hmm. that was the only broken home that we had ever missed. And we were doing it before it was broken home when it was still what it was. What Oklahoma, was invasion. Invasion. Oklahoma mm-hmm. invasion. We've been literally doing it yeah. since they did it in uh what's that little field? Uh, cat cash cash stand, like the little mm-hmm. field they had in Oklahoma. Like when it started there, we were doing it then. And so, I mean, my brothers and I grew up with, frosty and jp and a bow like they they watched us all the way through and that's actually they're actually a huge part of how my business got started too was when i got when i got out and started my own company jp reached out and she goes i was waiting for one of you boys to do your own thing and so that's how i started doing videos for ams yeah they, they were yeah, kind of watching me i will never not snipe at a non-mount side game ever again the Milson West is the only <laughs> exception to that, just because you're only they're only allowed like one sniper team per team, and it's like not fun. <laughs> like, I've never had tryhardy. I've never had success with snipers with airsoft. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. Next, next game, I'll have to let you use my gun because yeah, it's Cole, fucking stupid. Cole claps cheeks with it, and then we had some that one random kid that walked up beside us at uh, reindeer at reindeer games, dude, and just waxed like a platoon, and then was like, "All right, I'll see you guys later," and then left. We're, we're like. What? We're sitting, I'm sitting by this giant tree and I'm like, I literally said, it loud. I was like, fuck, I wish I should have brought my sniper rifle out when yeah. I run the MCX. And this kid just comes up next to me and he's like, you need a sniper? I was like, over there. And he like, one, two, three, four. What is he using? Five. What, he, what, what is his gun? I think it was just a Novridge. Yeah, it was a Novridge. No, because I don't Yeah, we were, we were on the downside. Yeah, of, we were on the downside of a hill in the wood, wood line right outside the city, like the entrance into the city. And we had like a whole platoon stack up. Yeah, like so it wasn't I was, a crazy said, distance. Yeah, so I said, screw it. And I threw my rifle down and I went and I just like hosed them all with one grenade. And we were trying to get back up, like, because they had medics coming in to try and keep them down and get their medics while they were trying to, to bring their guys back in. And we just couldn't because we were still pinned down. There were still dudes. There was a guy with a uh, LMG in like a, in, in a bombed out building just hosing us down. Well, that's when the sniper kid comes up and just starts popping like their medics just left and right, dude. And every time he pulls the trigger, you hear somebody yell hit. It was, it was pretty funny. I have never like heard more BBs hit a structure than when I was behind that tree trunk at one point. And I yeah. swear five LMGs just went and it was like just it sounded yeah. like an aluminum shed in a rainstorm. I was like, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. That's also the only successful grenade toss I've ever had. The other two that I tried almost killed my my own team twice. So <laughs> it, I was trying to get them through windows. Turns out that's really hard. Unlike, you know, you see in Black Hawk Down where they can try <laughs> from a mile away. So everybody likes the tag in 67 so much because they're heavy as shit. I don't yeah. know how they're legal, but that's why people like them with the EGs. It just, they got a weird flight pattern. Yeah. So I always like just under, I underdo it. I should just throw it like a baseball. Like I always do. And I always overthink it. Yeah. Yeah, I I know what you're thinking. You're afraid you're going to actually hit someone with it as much. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's like I grew up playing baseball and it's like all of a sudden when I'm playing these games and I'm trying to actually hit a kid with a grenade, like I overthink it and just like, I, fastball it, dude. I, I, ever, I, I do like never little, lands where I want it to. I do a little a Hail Mary and please, dear baby Nolan Ryan, help me out. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes right where I want it to every time. Nah, man. It was, uh, God, that event was so good. It really was. It was good fun. reindeer games. <clears throat> speaking of, speaking of really good, let's talk about the book of Boba Fett. Uh, All right, here we uh, go. For the last piece of shit. Minutes, I haven't watched minutes, it. We're gonna argue. <laughs> it wasn't good. I guess we'll so. Until now. Here, opening why. arguments. Opening arguments. Okay. The prosecution will now <laughs> bring let's, their let's evidence. Hear, let's hear your um, case, motherfucker. Uh, first oh, wait, off, wait, wait, wait. Is, is are you playing devil's advocate here, or did you actually like it? I actually enjoyed it, and I. Oh, and I, sweet. I oh yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this in position before we tell you why you're wrong. Let me, let me, let me. So here's the thing. Things that I liked. Things that I liked. Things that I liked. Um, loved Tamara Morrison. 
absolutely love him as Boba Fett. Okay. Um, I like the, I love the idea of like uh, what they're going with this kind of like space Sopranos angle. Love it. They clearly okay. get his character, right. They clearly understand the source material. Dave Filoni. Um, I'm blanking Stop on the other guys. It. I want to hear Favreau. He's more. great. Okay. Opening scenes. Great. Him getting out of the pit. Love it. Uh, the pacing is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. The setting for the most part is awful. What the fuck was that shitty ass choreography fight scene? Oh, dude, of, the with the shields, so whatever this go- goofy shit is. It looked, it looked sloppy. It looked ill put together. And why all of a sudden is he super injured? He was braining motherfuckers with sticks in the Mandalorian, which is set like a couple of weeks before this takes place. And now all of a sudden he's too broke dick to like even fight off one dickhead with a riot shield. Um, he seems stupid too. Yeah, they like he seems him. dumber than he should be. Somebody that's been they in a mobile position, the and you take the, you take yeah. the oh, I came to play, motherfucker. You okay. take you take you take the source material and the, like who Boba Fett is and what he's been through and what and how he historically has always been, and that is a very um, shrewd, intelligent person who is keyed into his surroundings. He's not in this series. He almost dies about three different fucking separate times leading up to this. And I get, they may be going from an angle of like, he's changed or they're trying to like show more depth to his character, but they're doing it sloppily. Um, that being said, I still have faith that the series can be very, very good. I think this could just be a buildup to like, they have to like get some bullshit out of the way and then they get on with the rest of the show. Because if anybody remembers, I know everybody's so cock hungry for the Mandalorian, but the first episode of that show wasn't fucking good either. Yes, it was. It was good. No one. The first thing, go back and watch it again. I'm literally I, I going back to the series again. It was good. I was hooked after the first episode. Mediocre. Dude, he goes in there with the nanny droid. They smoke everybody in the town. He finds the kid. They have the little moment where they point at each other. The settings are great. Everything about the first episode of the Mandalorian is phenomenal. I just, but first book, first book of Boba Fett episode was Dookie Cakes. I thought it was prosecution rest. I thought it was terrible. It felt like a totally different show. It didn't feel like it was in the same universe, which I did, I, I hated. I thought the sets were good, um, but the fight scenes, man, it was like Buffy the like the old school <laughs> CW Buffy the Vampire Slayer lame fight scenes. And I was like, I thought this dude was a contract killer, and he's getting like just biffed by all these losers with shields, and he's getting beat up by a Tuscan Raider, which they're like cannon fodder. <laughs> so I just didn't I didn't get it. I haven't oh, seen it, so but it's funny just hearing you guys all explain it. But the kid, he's already been built up, dude. This, yeah, there's so much more behind. Has, it. Okay. All right, here's okay. So up until this point, Boba Fett has only had what six minute thirty six seconds of screen time that we've seen him and that we've built him up to this this level of of icon. I like the fact that they did humanize him and put him in a bantha tank because he got fucked up like he's still that human. makes sense but him forgetting how to fight like in its entirety because you mean, remember this, this, this sh- you got surrounded by eight dudes doing this, parkour. this shit he's got a flamethrower on his arm god damn it those okay. shields stop fucking fire <laughs> he, like, the okay, thing is like still. a week the, the inconsistency because uh, the idea in the timeline is like a month before this we get what happens in the mandalorian where he is beating the dog shit out of an entire stormtrooper platoon he was like okay. with a stick so with what a I've, knobby stick. Yeah. He's got a big wooden dildo and he's breaking their fucking helmets okay. open. And now you tell me he can't fight six assholes with a shield with the fucking supposedly best assassin in the galaxy as his right hand. Yes. They both right. get their shit mixed. I will, I will agree that the fight scene was very... Uh, scenes, was, plural. Scenes, all of them. Scenes. What was the one <laughs> where um, the the scene where uh, Ray and w- Kylo are fighting the internal... Uh, and the third, third, third new movie. Yeah, I've tried to wipe those from my brain, but when they're fighting in the the throne room or the throne room uh, with Snow, when they just killed Snoke. Yeah, yeah, that it felt very much like that. It was just kind of sloppy. Yeah, it was very sloppy. But so, why did he? Why was he with the Tuscan Raiders? They explained it. They went Mm -hmm. over it within Mm forty minutes. They crash course that thing. How did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? They crash course that shit. I really felt like this first one was just, hey, real quick, we got a lot of shit to talk about. We're going to get rid of all this stuff in one go. We're going to get it's like rid of the, the entire first season of The Witcher. OK, so they had a, they got a force feed, which I get like the whole first season, which this is a separate tangent, but the whole first season of The Witcher and the weird timelines and all that shit. It's because they have to force feed you so much fucking context. 
Yes. But if you didn't now, read the books, none of it will make sense. I like the fact that we have the ability to complain about the first episode of Boba Fett when this is something we've all been waiting for since our childhood. You know what I mean? I think that's um, why I'm so I think hard we have on it, an though. awesome team. I just don't I just don't think that it's as bad as as we're talking, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was that bad. It's not like Listen, I'm not going to watch the rest of the series. I personally I have, I mean, like, I watched it. I, I watched it and I was like, oh, that wasn't like, that wasn't like the first episode of The Mandalorian or the first episode of The Mandalorian season two. But I do like Jon Favreau and I have a lot of, I have a lot of confidence in him with Star yeah, Wars. Confidence. Yeah. So, well, and, and I, I see a lot of people, because I've seen a lot of idiots complain that Tamara Morrison's, I'm probably saying his name wrong, that he's too old. Such a he did look old. Shit. He did look but old he in is. the fights. He, and he's supposed to be old. Boba Fett at this point in the timeline is an old man. So that, like, I, I get that. But the thing is, they made well, him so. The reason why he was getting his. I was going to say another reason why he's getting his ass kicked by Tuscan Raiders is that he'd been sitting in a Sarlacc. Pit yeah, that I got. Getting, like he come out looking like he he came out looking like Darth Vader. Just yeah, yeah he, he was he was he was like, dehydrated, sleep deprived, he no was food. Up. He was fucked up. That I got. It was like I said, it was it was dragged, him walking dragged behind. Yeah, yeah, it was it was him just like not understanding the political, which I kind of get. I can get to a degree that like, oh, well, he was always just a hired gun. He never ran any of this shit. He doesn't understand how this works, but he just seems kind of dumb. He just seems kind of dumb the whole episode where he just like walks into that bar and just assumes they're going to pay tribute without a problem. And he assumes that no one's going to try to make a attempt on his life. And like he, he makes some good decisions. Um, but for the, he just seems kind of like a, like a, they did this to, uh, they did this to fucking M in the latest bond movie where they just made him a fucking idiot. And he just kept fucking well, up for plot okay, sake. And I think that's also, what it is. Think, think about it like this. This dude has been a contract killer this entire time. He even made the, the comment to, he's like, I used to work for that guy. Mm. How weird do you think it is for him? Like, he's over here like, I thought I was the, like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know how to be a crime boss. He just knows he is one. He knows you know how to not mean? get and killed, so, like, He knows, okay, so like, you meet A and B. You got to figure out how to make C. You know what I mean? So, like, he's going to stumble. And that's what I, 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 that's, I thought. I, I liked. I liked how they humanized him a little bit and made him seem like he, you know, like, yes, he is a badass. And yes, he does take names. But like, you know, if I was if I was like this bad motherfucker who had to be like, now I got to run shit. He's like, no, I'm not going to have anyone I, carry me into I town. Think Are if, you fucking kidding me? I think if the Fuck fight off. choreography like, had been better, I would be less upset. I think it's honestly how sloppy and slow and ill-timed. Like the cuts are really bad. Um, the way that they're fighting is really weird. The whole thing with them surrounding them with the shields. It's like, cool, you got them surrounded. I just fucking stab them. Like, what are you doing? This is dumb. Yeah, I just, it was, that, that whole thing seemed cheesy to me. It was really drawn out and sloppy. Uh, I'm just like, like, with everything at their disposal and as good as they've done with the same kind of content previously, I think that's what bothered me. It's like, I've seen how good it can be. And then you, you gave me this. I did. I did like the fact, or I, I think it would have been better. Like if you were surrounded by shields, instead of trying to blast it with a rocket, just put the flamethrower underneath, set one of them on fire, break the chain and you can mm -hmm. make him know. smarter. Like you think he would kind of understand how to react in a situation like that, like to a degree, instead of just being Any totally during the headlights. Anybody else know what's going on? No, just me. Oh, have you not seen it? No. Have you, I know Wayne's Wayne. seen it. Wayne, have you seen it? What? No, I haven't seen oh. it. Wayne, Wayne's Let's working. Go. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time for TV. No, he's too busy, busy putting TV. Siege he's, together. He's busy waiting by his computer for me to upload the next Siege file. <laughs> yep, totally. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just begging and praying. I'm like, dear God, please, please, <laughs> just let him, let him fucking put it through. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's my biggest, uh, my biggest complaint with it. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still very excited for the rest of the season. I'm still going to tune in with my bowl of cereal, like a seven year old, every single fucking Wednesday yeah. or Thursday or whenever it comes out. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm whipped. They've got me. I've, I've prescribed to the sauce. I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm just waiting on heaven's gate to open motherfucker. You've got me until I'm dead. Just give me something that I'm not going to be pissed about. That's all I ask for. I mean, um, we all know most TV series aren't exactly heavy hitters in episode one. Well, like, I feel like, you, I feel like certain that. ones, and I feel like this one needed to be. I'm going to think the same way about the like when this Halo series comes out. That first episode better fucking slap. 
or there's going to be some serious issues with momentum. Some high expectations. Right. I well, so if if the book of Boba Fett sucks, you can always watch uh, Cobra Kai. That came out too, and it's uh, equally as cheesy and dumb as the other three seasons. I was say I, I kind of fell out of love with it ooh, after. I I didn't watch three. a single episode of that. I got some colleagues that are obsessed with it. Dude, I, I haven't started it yet. I don't know, man. If you if you grew it's up funny. watching the eighty cheese karate films and kung fu stuff, it's great. Like if you didn't, you're not going to get it. You're not going to enjoy it. So mm. it's cheesy. It's dumb. They totally know what they're doing. <laughs> They don't try to be anything else. It's great. Well, and that's, and like I said, that's the, because like my big thing with why I'm going to hold the Halo series to such a ridiculous, like standard is like, I've seen, so the trailer came out and the, like, it's really funny how little of like the deep lore shit, other people who I considered big nerds didn't catch. Um, okay. Cause there's, there's some things in there. There's like, you know, you get high charity, obviously is the thing everyone's focusing on, but nobody's focusing on the fact that we saw the rubble from the coal protocol book. No one's focusing on the fact that the, the, the Spartan team we're seeing aside from master chief is fucking gray team. Like that's cause they, the, you see they the a have the gray armor B one, one of them has the EOD helmet. The only fucking Spartan like EOD specialist that's mentioned in any of the lore is Michael. Who's from, the cold protocol book, which we already saw the fucking through the rubble, the asteroid connection, all that shit. So there's, there's, I think what they're doing is they're starting from like that timeline and going all the way through them running into like the main halo, um, I guess series or game stuff. Cause they say it's like a different, it's like its own contained, like kind of storyline. Or can we be honest and say that all previous halo series have sucked? They're bad. They're really fucking bad. The best Halo series that has ever come out was the audiobook series, which was yeah. Hunt the Truth. For, for it until it. Dawn was just awful. Ah, I didn't hate that one. It was, it was low budget. It was low budget, but I didn't hate it. The one I really hated was that stupid fucking Into Darkness or Into Shadows. Or no, whatever dude, the best thing that was ever done was by Neil Blokamp, the little short that he did when he was trying to get the rights to make the movie, I think. And he ended up doing uh district nine instead, but mm. he put out that tiny little short that was freaking phenomenal. And that I was, I think it. I know what, I think I know oh, the one that it was a commercial. It was yeah, the one I used the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where wow. like the brute comes around the corner and yeah. smacks that dude into the fucking wall. Yes. And you see chiefs fucking drop pod coming down. Yeah. That yeah. was, it's freaking sick. That was, that was for the intro to Halo 2, actually. It was the first, like, one of the first live action commercials they did. That was amazing. Um, you guys saw that I, Colton Peterson's making that cool ODST helmet. <laughs> that 3D yeah, yeah. one, too. I was, like, I was like, damn, dude, that looks really cool. That's, yeah, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys talk about the audiobooks, and actually, it's funny you say that because, like, the, the only times I've ever listened to that was actually traveling to AMS, AMS events, actually, with Derek. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that. They're good. So. I didn't realize they were like 28 fucking books. There's I think you guys are. I think you guys are talking about that on. I think you guys are talking about that on the Discord, weren't you? And yeah. I, I need to go look those up because I, I do like doing audiobooks when I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that before I had friends. Yeah, because you, you, it's so funny because a lot of the shit makes context and like they're like, how will that? How did so and so not know about this? Or where were these guys? Like, it's a fucking multi-galaxy universe they're playing in as their sandbox. Like, there's shit going on that like <laughs> no one ever fucking knows about on either side of here to here. Like, there's there's so much crap that can happen. Um, I don't know if Punk walked off and died. I think what he might have died. Punk, are you taking a shit? <laughs> Fart twice if, if yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. There's. I think there's going to be. Uh, I think this year is going to be a lot better for for film and stuff. Hopefully, um, I think That's as things clear up and people loosen up a little bit, we're, we're kind of gearing up too. Because I mean, yeah, this week's already kind of stacked up to be pretty crazy for me. So I mean, it's that's a good start to 2022, though. Nothing, nothing up for the rest of the month. Usually, it's pretty slow until usually past Valentine's Day. That's whenever stuff starts picking up. Usually, yeah. so it'll be it'll I've be a fun also, year because uh, we should have both projects dropping this year. We should yeah, have. Uh, there, yeah, there's some things. There's a lot going on this year. Um, they just announced the SCP Heretic Kickstarter starts on January uh, 8th. Yep. So if you liked Overlord, um, go go talk views, the money at right? that. Huh? Yeah. 10 million views, right? Like, oh, it's about to hit 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. about to hit 12 million. So that's crazy. Yeah. I'd like to say that, uh, you know, I pretty much carried that film on my back. Oh, okay. It's my eyes. My eyes sold it through the I'm mask. A, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, 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 oh. 
The humble cam him, is shut off. Listen, oh, I, no. humble no. <laughs> listen, listen, humble cam is shut him off. I had it set for an hour and now it's dead. Oh well we're gonna have we're gonna have uh I'm gonna fucking duct tape you in your bed at Southern Front and let Wayne and Chavez beat the shit out of you with soap bars and fucking socks <laughs> for that comment. Jokes on you. That's actually my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh jokes man. on you. I'm into that. Hey shit. Wayne, can you can you show Corey how to work that big expensive camera that you listen? I just don't have a dummy battery for you know, it. You know, that's great. I'm just running mine on an anchor battery. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should be doing, but I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, with that surprisingly about- unsurprising revelation, it's time to end. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, thanks for coming on. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. I've been wanting to do it for a bit. Yep. Yeah. Wayne, you you are you coming from the black box at the bottom right hand of your screen. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man. Um, if you guys ever have an idea for a video production and you have a budget, hit up Wayne. He mm-hmm. uh, is God tier when it comes to uh, cinematic shots. No, I just and I will give props to Corey too. Like I, I tell people all the time, you're you're my director. So it's like I, you and I just work really well together. It's like it. kind of eerie. Stop! I can't, I can't see you blushing because your camera's dark. <laughs> but no, he's <laughs> actively it off that thought. I mean, even even uh, what's uh, uh, what's the ten of swords? Uh, Courtney. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." He said that uh, he goes. It was like weird seeing how Corey and I work together. <laughs> he goes, yeah. "You guys are just like in each other's heads." It's like, oh yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, like, oh, oh. you guys like didn't talk. You just point at shit and grunt, and it would happen. Yeah. Like there, there are literally times where I would start a sentence and like I wouldn't even have to finish it, and he's like walking out of the room to go ahead and get the stuff ready. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> you guys are, you guys are cute. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, they thought I was I was you with a with a beard to hide your your uh, identity. They, they didn't. I did. I, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. That's not, Corey. When did you grow up? Oh, it says Wayne. That's yeah. our guest. Well, they say all oh, have been together long enough. They start to look alike. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna see this shit out. <laughs> Welcome to 2022, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, fuckers.